Midlife is the best season of our lives. But often many of us lack fulfillment in some area of our midlife. It doesn't have to be that way. This podcast is a resource for midlifers to discover ways to find fulfillment in whatever area of life you need it. I'm your host, Bernie Borges. Join me on the Midlife Fulfilled Podcast, a journey to make midlife the most fulfilling season of your life. Hello, my midlife friend. This is Bernie Borges, your host of the Midlife Fulfilled Podcast, and this is episode 91, a takeaway episode from my conversation with Amy Goyer on episode 90. If you don't know by now, my takeaway episodes are shorter than the guest episodes and they drop on Thursday mornings. Each one pertains to the guest interview on the previous episode. And as a reminder, it is no replacement for the entire conversation. So I encourage you to listen to episode 90 to hear my entire conversation with Amy Goyer. On episode 90, you met Amy Goyer, who is AARP's national family and caregiving expert. We discussed a lot around caregiving. She told us her own journey as a caregiver, which began at age 20, caring for her grandparents. We discussed things like the importance of self-care for caregivers, the need to prioritize self-care on an ongoing basis, things like quick and premium fill-ups for caregivers, such as just making a cup of coffee or maybe attending support groups. She also discussed the importance of planning for future unforeseen circumstances in elder years, planning with a financial planner, thinking about it as risk management, and really just familiarizing yourself with all the available services. The advantages of working with advisors can really pay dividends for you. She also mentioned the importance of discussing plans with your family early and often doing research on the options so that you know what the potential solutions are when you have those conversations. Amy shared that 30% of caregivers are caring for two generations. The most common scenario is someone caring for aging parents and also caring for their own kids. Amy encourages us to think of caregiving as an expectation, that it's just going to happen for most of us. And having a positive attitude can make a huge difference in your approach to caregiving and the experience that you have, as well as the experience that your loved ones have. Choosing to care because you have a sense of duty to care for a loved one is what makes all the difference in the world. Amy shared free resources that are available, such as AARP's Caregivers Discussion Group on Facebook, as well as the availability of free caregiving guides and state caregiver resources available at aarp.org. My primary takeaway from my conversation with Amy Goyer is that caregiving is inevitable for most of us. Of course, everyone's life situation is unique. In my case, as you heard in episode 90, I'm an only child, so the caregiving for my parents in their later years fell on me. Now, I didn't mind it or resent it. It was just reality, and I knew that it was coming. As I shared on episode 90, my wife and I suggested to my parents that they relocate to be near us, and they agreed. We helped them find a place near us, 
and they always respected our privacy. They never intruded on us. They never just showed up unannounced. When we invited them over, it was a five-minute drive. This proximity also made it really easy for me to visit them and visit them often. I remember the visit on the night that I knew that it was time to relocate them from their comfortable home to an assisted living facility. When I arrived, now mind you, I visited them three or four nights a week because they were so close to my home. So that night, I observed how difficult it was for my dad to just walk, to just get around the apartment. But he refused to use a walker, which unfortunately is fairly common. He was just grabbing the walls and the furniture just to get around. And on this night, he struggled more than I had seen him struggle before. But what sealed the deal on the decision was when we were sitting in the living room, just watching television, just being present, And my mom tapped me on my arm and she asked me, remind me, how do I know you again? I stared at her in disbelief. I mean, I was shocked. I asked myself, have I been so naive that I didn't see the warning signs? Or is this just the tipping point? The truth was somewhere in the middle. This was definitely the night that I made the decision to move them to an assisted living facility. I already had power of attorney, so I had no legal obstacles in front of me. The emotional obstacles, that was another story. My wife and I had already started doing some research on ALFs in the area, so I quickly arranged to visit several ALFs, and I selected one that seemed to be a good fit. And the proximity to our home was very, very favorable so I could visit them nightly. We made the arrangements and we moved them to this ALF. For the first month, my mom called me multiple times a day, some days as much as 20 times in a day. And each time she asked me to come pick them up at the quote unquote hotel and take them home. I'm not exaggerating. Clearly her dementia was advancing. She usually knew that I was her son when I visited, but she started to act hostile toward my dad. And that's not like her. I knew that it was her dementia advancing. And it was hard on my dad. They'd been married for 58 years and she had never acted hostile toward him. Never. He didn't know what to think or how to even handle it. Fast forward just a couple of months, and my mom fell and broke her hip. Well, this was the beginning of the end for her. She was relocated to a skilled nursing facility that had physical therapy. So obviously, she and my dad were now separated by necessity, and her dementia continued to advance, I think, at an accelerated pace. She was just no longer herself. I remember praying to God, asking him, to take her home. And he answered that prayer on July 30th, 2014, at age 94. Now, not too many years prior, while my mom was still healthy, she often said to us that anytime God wants to take her, she's ready. This is why I was at peace with her passing. I mean, her final three months were no way to live. Her time had come. 
My dad was very saddened by my mom's passing, naturally, but he had also developed dementia, and after my mom passed, his dementia accelerated. He lived another two years, during which time he continued to decline in his health. Every Sunday, I picked him up at the ALF, and the staff would dress him up, he would be clean-shaven, he smelled great, and I would pile him into the passenger seat of my car, and we'd go to the local mall. He loved people watching, especially watching kids skate around the ice rink in the mall. After we tooled around the mall for an hour or so, I took him home to my home for Sunday dinner with my wife. The kids were out of the house by then. He loved that time. He always had a good appetite, ate a great meal, and then I would drive him back to the ALF on Sunday evening. On October 3rd, 2016, my dad passed away at age 93. I share my story because this story is actually pretty common. While each family situation is unique, of course. And again, in my case, I was an only child. If you have siblings, sometimes one or two siblings end up handling all the caregiving for their parents or other loved ones, and that can cause conflict with the other siblings. So planning and discussing that is so important among the siblings. I mentioned on episode 90 that many of the residents at the ALF where my parents were didn't receive frequent visits from family, and in some cases, some residents didn't receive any visits at all. So again, even though everyone's situation is unique, the point I'm making is, and my challenge to you, and you knew this was coming, is to be prepared for caregiving or help someone to get prepared for caregiving. Trust me, you wouldn't want your parents or your loved ones spending their final months or days all alone like some of the people that I saw. The better prepared you are, the less stress that you'll have. Now, I had already arranged to have power of attorney while both my parents were of sound mind and body. And boy, I'm so glad we did that. Additionally, my name was added to all their assets so I wouldn't have to deal with any probate or any other obstacles. Again, yes, as an only child, it was much easier. I admit that. So again, if you have siblings, plan for one of you to be the executioner of the estate and get all the paperwork in place while your loved ones are of sound mind and body. Because if you wait too long and your loved ones are not capable of cooperating, you're going to be in for a much more stressful time. As I look back on the almost three-year journey that I experienced with my parents as a caregiver prior to them passing, there are definitely some things that I would do differently. But for the most part, it was okay. It was okay. It wasn't perfect. But the big stuff was handled. I had no legal hurdles. Most of the hurdles that I experienced were emotional. Now, not to get too philosophical on you, but the death rate is 100%. And while no one knows the date of our own death or the date of death for our loved ones, there are some practical things that we can do 
to plan to help alleviate legal and financial hurdles. Again, my challenge to you is to plan as best you can. Just do the best that you can. Nothing more, but nothing less. My midlife friend, visit the free resources that Amy Goyer shared on episode 90, including ARP's Facebook Family Caregivers Discussion Group. It's linked up below in the show notes. Hey, if you're enjoying the Midlife Fulfilled podcast, won't you tell a friend? And if you want to receive a summary of each week's guest episode delivered to your email inbox, subscribe to my weekly newsletter sent every Monday at 1.30 p.m. Eastern. My midlife friend, this brings me to the end of this Bernie's Takeaway episode. Remember, this episode is no substitute for the full conversation that I had with Amy Goyer on episode 90. So go back and give that a full listen to catch my entire conversation with Amy. My midlife friend, you know what time it is in this episode. This is where I remind you that if you're 80% fulfilled, doing great. I love reminding you of this. I'll see you on the next episode, which is episode 92, featuring Jay Croft on staying fit over 50 or at any age in midlife. I'll see you then.